welcome to my podcast. This week I had a guest in, Louise Elizabeth, and she is an incredible human. She puts out so much beautiful content online and she also offers containers for women to work through their stuff to come back to themselves, um, to feel sexy and empowered and confident. And I would love you to look her up. Um, we had a really beautiful chat. It was actually, it was one of the first times I've ever spoken to her face to face. And she's just a gorgeous person, really in tune with herself and um, really committed to the personal work, just like I am, and uh, not shying away from the difficult parts of that. So I hope that you will enjoy our chat that ranges through all of that stuff. Touching on sex and touching on um, honouring your body and what you really want. So, have a listen and let me know what you think. Oh, it's saying live, it's saying live. Amazing. Okay, so we're live in Grounded Feminine. Um, my group. I don't know if anybody will tune in. I didn't get a chance to pre-warn anybody or even think about doing that. So, uh, you know, learning as we go, learning as we go. <laughs> so Louise, people might know you, they might not know you. You are another entrepreneur running a kind of women's empowerment business, I guess you could call it. Uh, absolutely amazing stuff. Love everything that you put out. It's all beautifully. I think probably the thing I would mostly say is like feels really heart-centered good that's good to hear because that's where yeah <laughs> that's where you come from you can totally tell yeah. um you can tell in every single post so it's absolutely gorgeous and I am inviting people to talk to me about um any aspect of sex and sexuality sensuality um in in my own kind of quest to like embody some of the stuff that I've learned that really serves me but I know bringing it into the body is key <laughs> you know yeah. really yeah. feeling it the uncomfortable part you know yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so so you know we might end up talking about some of the tools that we use to do that yeah. uh who knows who knows what we're going to end up talking about I love a random interview. They're the best. It's like when you turn up to anything and it's unprepared and there's no questions and there's no nothing. It means it's just, it's from the heart, it's from the soul, which like you said, is just the vibe for me anyway. So I love, I love random. All, all and that's what we decided. That's yeah. what we decided to do, isn't it? In the pre-chat, I'm not going to turn up with like, so Louise, where are you? No. <laughs> no. I was like, no, we're not going there, babes. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah. So, um, so did you jump on my post or did I reach out to you to say, will you come and talk about sexy stuff with me? I saw your post um, saying that obviously you were doing your podcast, you're excited to get started, looking for guests, and the topic would be sexuality, sensuality, all the things to do with that. Yeah. And I love you and I love what you stand for and what you do. And it's like you said about obviously the content that I put out, the content that you put out. I have that energetic alignment with what you are doing, your message, your purpose. I can tell it yeah. comes from the heart, the soul, making a difference. It comes from your experiences. And the work that you are doing is to help other women. And I'm like, I am here for that shit. So that, so for me, it was a no-brainer. When I saw your post pop up, I thought, right, mm -hmm. I'd love to just jump on and have a chat. 
it would be amazing, amazing. out of it but also you know this topic of conversation is a good one as well so yeah yeah so um so one of the things that i really feel and one of the reasons i wanted to have these chats to record them to put them out as podcasts to put them out in my groups is because i work with and i'm sure you work with a lot of women who um like feel really alone with a lot of the stuff that they're dealing with in relationships or in themselves you know or as relationships break up or you know um if they're kind of coming to personal development <laughs> It, it can feel like a really lonely journey. And I wanted to kind of just keep the doors open on, on process. That's what I've always done. That's why I share so vulnerably in all of my posts and stuff. Because I think, yeah. And I think it's really disingenuous to kind of pretend that this stuff is always easy, you know? Um, and, and also to keep the stuff that we learn to ourselves would be like my the version of selfish I don't like, which is different from the version of selfish that a lot of the world doesn't like. Yeah. But um, yeah, so do you get that? Do you get that sense that women feel alone in a lot of stuff when yeah. they're discovering who they really are? And yeah, because they can be a lot of I feel like that loneliness comes from we feel like there's people won't understand how we're feeling mm -hmm. so then we don't talk about it but then there's so many other people feeling exactly the same way but no one wants to open that box because of shame and embarrassment and fear you know they're mm -hmm. the three biggest things that stop us doing anything are those yeah things. it's not just one hurdle you get over one and there's another one it's like oh my god you know so there's yeah. like so many things that want us to sort of put up barriers so to speak to keep ourselves safe so that we're not judged people don't think badly of us or wrongly or make the wrong assumption of who we are as a woman you know especially yeah. when we're a good person we have good values we're doing our best we love to help other people we don't want to upset anyone or cause any problems or I think the reason so many women are worried about speaking out or having conversations like that is they don't like the confrontation that may come along with that and I know with the content you put out you are mm -hmm. for all of it because sometimes you are going to get people having a difference of opinion with you and, and it's been okay with the fact that everyone's entitled to their own opinion it doesn't yeah. matter about who you are so encouraging women to know that it's actually it's an act of courage and it's a good thing to be vulnerable and to actually talk about what's on your heart mm. By talking about it and having those conversations and opening it up, like obviously having this one today and people listening to this, having the courage to speak to someone about that, but it's doing it with the right people, as in speaking to the right people and having the right community to have those conversations in. Because if you have certain conversations in certain environments, they are going to be met well. You are mm. going to judgment. There are going to be opinions, and it's it's being okay with that and finding your tribe of people that get it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, a coach sort of pointing out to me that fact that, you know, there are places where this will be held beautifully and there are places it will not be held beautifully. And even to this day, I think, you know, at the time I uh, I did 
I felt what she was saying, you know, I was like, yes, I, I do get that. But I think that part of my journey is bringing it into the spaces and being courageous enough to bring it into the spaces where there is the most resistance, you know, because um, I, because I go into those spaces without an expectation of changing anybody's mind, having anybody feel different about anything. But I am so committed to turning up truthfully you know and and by which i don't mean with the truth the absolute truth i mean honestly as i am as i see things um that you know i i, I took on board what she said and i also thought i think i will continue <laughs> although it it could be draining if i was i was doing it with a certain energy but when i'm doing it without the expectation of anything really there in that space then I'm okay with that with going in yeah just as I am um so far <laughs> That's the whole thing about you know as we sort of move through this process of like you said personal development I feel mm. like there's so many layers to the personal development experience as a human anyway because for me first learning about like just there's a different way of being and living and that was a whole experience in itself. It was like being woken up in the first instance to yeah. what what even is all this? And it was really exciting and learning mm -hmm. all the things that came with that and all the people and the connections and the opportunities and the books and the courses and the things. And it's like, oh my God, it's, it's like I'm like, like, whoa, this is amazing. Like learning all of that is one piece of it. But like you said, when it comes to the embodiment process and integration and going down that route you know it goes from exciting to oh my gosh like actually yeah. taking steps and doing the things mm. that's where the real courage comes in because it's one thing to know about something it's another thing to action it and I think taking and helping women through that embodiment piece of mm. isn't going to feel uncomfortable and the it isn't going to feel comfortable the only way to actually achieve the things that you want and feel the way you want to ultimately feel and experience the life that you want or the business whichever way it is mm. It's being the only thing you need to know is, are you willing to get uncomfortable? Because that's the sacrifice of having the life that you want is discomfort. Nothing else. Yeah. yeah. It's just the feeling comfortable. And I love comfort. Yes. <laughs> it's been a big old journey for me because I'm like, I've always been, I, I, I think and as well as humans, we seek comfort mm. and convenience. And we're sold a lot of that as well as, you know, just relax and take it easy. And so when yeah. things get a little bit hard and they don't feel great, we want to either back off and retreat and run, mm -hmm. able to stand in the fear and go, okay, I'm here. And I know that you do that every single day of your life. It's like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's not easy. And people, honestly, I think, well, I, I mean, I've had the feedback, so it's not even just what I think. You know, people look at that journey and they're intrigued. And part of them knows that they need to do that to to really, you know, get what they want, I guess, in life or or be who they want in life is probably more important. Um, but it's scary as shit to look at, even just to look at, it's yeah. really scary. And, you know, I get a lot of feedback from people saying, um, I see you and I just can't do that myself or, uh, you know, uh, yeah. it's terrifying to me. Um, and I just, I think it's so courageous when people hear the call and follow it 
Um, when did you when did you wake up? Um, two thousand thirteen, so nine years ago now. Yeah. And like the version of me prior to me starting my journey with personal development and just sort of mindset work, and I was just I had zero confidence at all. So mm. ironically, now I help women with confidence, and back then I had none. I was always classed as, or I classed myself. My beliefs about me were mm-hmm. that I'm just not a confident person. I've never been confident. I'm not be- one of the things was I thought I believed I was ugly, not beautiful. Um, and that was due to sort of me growing up and, you know, mean people at school and and just insecurities that I had as a teenager that all followed me into my 20s. Mm. And so prior to that, it was just, well, this is just the way life is. These beliefs that I have, this is who I am. And so therefore that limits what I'm capable of and what I can actually do or make happen in my life because I've got mm. to settle for who I am. And I never really understood goal setting. Um, never understood how to set goals. I just thought that life just happened and I had to just get on with what happened in life. I didn't realise that actually I had a choice as to how my life unfolded and I had a choice in creating how my life was. And up mm-hmm. until that point, I'd sort of gone through school. I never knew what I wanted to do at school. And there was always the pressure to to say you know what is it you want to do and what do you want to be and I was like I don't know I just don't know it I, I have this, this feeling inside of me that is telling me that I'm meant to do something really impactful and powerful but yet it's little old me who's got no confidence I'm like a little sheep or a little mouse and you, you wouldn't hear from me didn't like confrontation wouldn't speak out certainly wouldn't do anything like this uh, never run a business before always just worked a job any old job you know so I was in the jobs when I was younger because I didn't know what to do all my friends went off to university to do their studies and I would just I was like a pot washer in a restaurant and mm-hmm. um, cleaning and anything behind the scenes where it didn't involve me being front of house um, I did do a little bit like just bar work and it was just sort of those types of I can get it was easy mm. it was it's a job, I can get paid for it, I'm done, and that's and that's that. And then I found myself pregnant at 21. I was in a relationship, but that relationship had been on, off, on, on, off, on, off, because it was the wrong one. But I kept going back, kept going back, because for me, who else is going to have me? Myself mm-hmm. was very low. And we had a, a child together when I was 21, another one when I was 23, and another one when I was 26. So within four and a half years, had these kids. Mm-hmm. And I was very much of the, well... This is how life is. I didn't have any future vision. It was just, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And this is meant to happen. This is meant to happen. This is meant to happen. But by the time I got to 30, I realized I was not in the right relationship. It wasn't a healthy one. Um, There was a lot of financial and emotional abuse in that relationship. And as I stepped into personal development work and realized that actually I got to choose my beliefs about me actually I could set goals and I could make changes I thought at that time when I started to learn about all this that it would improve my relationship because right. you know I thought it's obviously my fault as we do when we're in that emotionally abusive situation it's like well it's my fault that this is happening so therefore if I'm now doing this to become a better person things mm-hmm. are going to get better um I started a network marketing business in 2013 and that's what sort of got me into learning more about myself so I started to earn some money 
started to change as a person thinking this is great because it's going to make things better mm. and it actually made things worse mm. far worse than they already are it magnified what was already not working you know and so about a year into me starting the personal development work and me starting to see and realize that this is actually me this is us two as individuals in a relationship this doesn't work we are two people and so in 2014 I made the decision to end that relationship we'd been together for 13 years we'd got the kids we were married but it just wasn't right and from that moment for me it's been me creating my yeah. life my business and I've been like on a crusade as you'll know what it feels like to just I built my network marketing business to a really like a senior level and absolutely loved mm -hmm. it personal development side of everything that I learned in that experience mentoring women working really closely with women and then I thought why is it taken a network marketing company to open my eyes to this world like to and, and to take things even deeper than just setting goals and achieving mm -hmm. money and selling products and I was like my soul was like you've learned what you need to learn now from this experience I've loved yeah. it I've still got all the gratitude for that experience it was like a good five years of my life but my soul was calling for me to take it deeper. And like mm. you said, very transition of, oh, no, what? Like, because this is where I have to. Yeah. I, call it, I could feel it inside that more women need to know about this. Because if I had not gone through that experience of learning the things that I learn, as mm. like action, who I am, setting goals, how I want to feel, changing my beliefs about me and changing my confidence I'd still be in that shitty ass relationship being mm -hmm. spoken to like shit no money mm -hmm. you know, controlled by money with the kids not fulfilled not happy and for what settling for a life that looked great to everyone else on the outside but on the inside was just not it wasn't good it was not healthy mm -hmm. What was the what was the very first book you read or course you did or thing? What could you remember? Wow. Uh, one of the books that I always recommend to, to any woman that, that works with me or that anyone that comes into my community is The Power by Rhonda Byrne. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because and I'll tell you what, when I when I was recommended to start The Secret, I didn't really get on with it that much. You know, I've yeah. like, the secret, listen to the secret. And I've never heard of anything like that before. I'm from the UK, so I'm from a sort of mining town in the UK. So we don't talk about attraction and magic and all the things. It's very much, this is how life is. We don't talk about our feelings. We crack on. So it was all a bit weird, a bit hocus pocus. But I can remember putting the, because I used to have audio CDs, like, um, and I'd put them in the car. And I can remember putting Vonda Byrne on in the car. And I was like, I cannot listen to this. The resistance that I felt. Mm -hmm because of who I was then and how my mind was and it was like what is what even is this and her, her Australian accent I was like I can't deal I just can't, <laughs> I can't this like manifest from the universe catalogue and all the things and kind of painfully made my way through that book oh it took mm. that mm. following the secret which I kind of got when I listened to the power that was a real game changer for me in the beginning because it was all about love right and the power of love and the love as an energy me being heart-centered and doing the things that I do and mm -hmm. when everything is centered around love that vibration to me like feels really good like it feels mm -hmm. really solid and safe and it's a beautiful foundation and 
listening to that audio CD as well in the car. <laughs> it's like, God, have you have you listened to it? I never have. No, I've read the book. It's like a film. So when you're listening to it, it's got all the background music. <clears throat> I'd be there in the car. It's a bit like parts of the Caribbean style music blaring, and I'd have it really loud. And I'd be driving along. There'd be tears, just tears. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you listening to in the car? But that for me really started to change things for me. It's funny uh, that you should mention the secret as well, because uh, <laughs> the one of the first things that I did when I was still working as a veterinary nurse and I was earning like an absolute pittance. And, you know, anytime the kids drill, I had to make up the time to try and make enough money. It was absolutely like crippling and I didn't have any time to emotionally process anything. I had the kids every minute I wasn't working and all of that stuff. And I was sat at my desk one Saturday and there was this... Um, advert for winning the game of money with Tony Rob no not Tony Robbins John Asaraf <laughs> who co-wrote the secret or something I think and uh, and I just bought it and it was when the when the money came out of my bank account because it had been advertised in dollars and I didn't really know exactly how much it was I'd done like an online calculator it was more than my monthly wage to buy that freaking course <laughs> And I got gripped by all the guilt and shame and, you know, my whole family story about like all of that psychobabble shite and all of that. And I thought, oh, God, you know, I I've been really stupid. You know, I've that what an irresponsible decision. Um, but I tell you what, I committed to like doing every single part of that course, <laughs> listening to the audio. It would be midnight and I'd be like, oh, shit, I've got the audio to listen to today. You know, 20 minutes of like his generic now I recognize like pretty shit hypnotic track, you know, uh, that just totally didn't resonate with me because he was really American and all of this stuff. But there was just something about I needed some I needed to make some investment in myself that didn't make sense to anybody else. That was totally my own decision without having asked anybody else with a background of kind of financial, you know, financial abuse, probably not so much. But, you know, a very closed minded ex-husband around money and how it works. And, you know, I'm I'm magical, I believe in the magic. Um, and have now witnessed the magic. So I'm like, well... And that's the thing with investing. Like you said, investing in yourself and it being a, an uncomfortable investment. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. like, buying books is, is one thing. Like you said, that was a big investment for you at that time. And I can remember the very first investment I ever made, which scared me. And it, yeah. was, for, it was for £100 at the time. And that yeah. was when I was still in my marriage at the time. Yeah, and it was a like a four-part in-person event so actually a hundred pounds like to me now feels like oh my gosh that's a no-brainer but like back then for me because of like you said my money mindset was very much I didn't hardly spend any money on me ever and mm. I was like pounds. and at the time I knew that it wouldn't go down well and I also knew in here I'm, a, I'm very I'm sacral and my body it gives me the answers mm. So when mm -hmm. you it and you feel it, it's like it's a sacral. Yes, like you can feel it. And mm -hmm. when I feel those, that is when like so much opens up for me. Whereas if it's a if it's not happening to me, I know it's not. Okay, so 
I'm thinking yes. of listeners and viewers yeah. and I know what you mean and I experience the same thing and I even have like a body sway thing that I do which I think is from kinesiology but I didn't learn it in that context but um where I ask my body yes or no particularly if I'm really stuck on something um or if it's a big important thing and I just really want to know what my body knows about this yeah I, I don't yeah I I also know that because the body stores trauma some of those answers could be from like pro non-processed trauma based you know, or you know stuff that's happened so so I'm mindful of that when I use this process but at the same time having a way to tap into my body tangibly and have it sway forwards for yes which it often is for me and backwards for no has I mean I've bought houses based off of that you know I've <laughs> left relationships I've ever, like big stuff you know or I could use it to decide whether to have ham in my sandwich I could do it <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, um but but you know we're not taught that at school we're not taught how to tap into your body we're not even taught that your body stores this knowledge and information you know it's why that's why I've got gnosis tattooed on on my inner arm because that's you know the ancient Greeks knew about this how do you do that like can you can you describe your process of, of tapping maybe not but oh yeah no it's, it's definitely a journey of trust in yourself and like for me starting way back when you know back in the day there would be an element of of course the mind would be saying to me what if there would be fear around, well, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to... There'd be all the asking the questions in the mind. Of yeah, the yeah. Always. That's always there, the chatter. For me, when I have an emotional response to something, I listen to that and I'll, I just feel it like a, a soul pull. And mm. it was like when I, when I started my network marketing business, I'd gone to the business presentation. I'd heard a bit of information about what it was and I thought I, I hadn't connected with it. It sounded interesting. So my yes. advice is interesting. Went to a business presentation and cried <laughs> because my, the whole way through when I was listening to it, something, and it wasn't necessarily what was being said and what it was. It was like something in the ether was just, I could feel it in my body. And mm. everyone around me at the time, obviously at the business presentations, I was like, oh, it's amazing. You're meeting all these people, which of course you're going to say that's the business. But I had this feeling inside of my body and I didn't have the money to start that opportunity. It was £200 to join and get the, the products and everything and get started. I didn't have the money at all. Mm. Mm. But I knew I had to do it. So I said yes. And I said, I'll figure it out. I'll work it out. If I've got to borrow 20 quid off 10 people, then that's what I'll do. So I went off and... And then it was like, even though I'd made that full body decision in that moment, then came the people saying, what about this? And what have you thought about that? And how about this? And it was that, that first moment for such a long time that I'd actually trusted mm. my, in my decision. That was the very first time. And what opened up from that experience, it, it changed my entire life. And I'm like, this is how powerful listening to the body is. And so many women are tapped out of the body because they don't feel safe in it. Like you said, because we hold so much trauma there and there's the emotions that go off and we don't feel safe to hold those emotions mm -hmm. because of the behavior that's happened in the past, that we are, we've checked out and we're relying on so many external things, people, other components of life to make those decisions for us. I, I could never make decisions way back when. I really struggled to make decisions because it was like, what if it's the wrong one? Yeah. 
it wasn't the actual decision. It's what if it's the wrong one? It's like, for who? Yeah, but what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? What if this goes really wrong? What if someone gets hurt? What if, what if, what if? And it was all those fears of the what if beyond the decision mm. that always held me back. So building that trust in myself was if my body gave me a, 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 an emotional response where I could feel it somewhere like in my heart or in my sacral, like chakra sort of down, wherever it was, it was trusting that even though the what ifs were there, becoming okay with the, well, whatever works out, I'm going to be okay with it because I'm either going to learn a lesson, a valuable one, or I'm going to win. <laughs> so I'm yeah. either going to succeed and it's going to be all great or I'm going to learn. Mm. And as soon as I flipped my mind into that, it was I'm going to trust my body when it gives me these signs. And it doesn't it doesn't mean that when the body gives you a, right, this has to happen, that the, the decision is instant. Like, for example, leaving my long-term relationship and marriage of 13 years, mm. I've speaking to me for a long time. Um, I've just got some screens. Um, and I, it's like I wanted to listen, but the impact mm. of the relationship is not a, just a quick, like a ham sandwich decision, is it? It's like, it, 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 far many more people than just yourself mm. and as women and especially like for myself I'd always put myself last because I felt that when I'd had my kids I was in that relationship I was you know someone's wife that my role as a good woman is to put everybody else first is to look after everybody else to make sure everybody else is okay first mm. my body would be saying to me this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right. This isn't right. I didn't listen straight away to that because no. it would be, well, things will get better when. Things will get better if. Things will get better when. We'll be happy when. It mm -hmm. took years for, for that decision to be made. But the, it, the, the body response that I had got stronger and stronger and stronger. And the more confidence I built in myself in terms of I've got me. I've yeah. got me. Like no matter what happens, I've got me and it was no me building that trust and that confidence and belief in myself that no matter what yeah. everything's going to be okay like learning about the law of attraction obviously was a massive thing for me because before that, which I do yeah. this, before, that yeah. before that it was just me and my human yeah and my human experiences are, like you said with women feeling lonely it's a shit because terrifying it's shit whereas when we're open to something with, to the trust which is the feminine which I know you talk a lot about your work with the, the feminine and, mm. and trust work and listening and it is a process and it's a journey but having that and being able to listen to the body and trust it when we make decisions from that place and we take like this leap and it doesn't make sense we don't know how whether that's a yes mm. whatever it might be something opens up and we don't know what that is until we've taken the step it's not going right. to be it's not ever going to be crystal clear. And it's trusting that I have to move in this direction. When we do, then it becomes clear. And yes, one of the one of the biggest traps I see women fall into um, when they're coming to me for coaching is that they are attempting to plan out like 10 steps ahead in terms of what they expect, you know, what they think the impact will be of a certain decision and then what's next after that and what happens after that. And that, um, I, I think, you know, that that really can divorce you from your power because 
this moment and this decision is all that you can really have true you know choice over right now in this moment and then things will unfold and i think when you feel aligned in this moment you feel in your power and that's going to be true in 10 minutes <laughs> and tomorrow and next week but it can't be true now for next week because we you know, it's in the future it remains to be seen yeah. um and so it's you miss the miracles you know if you're yeah. planning it all out there's no space for miracles so miracles aren't going to happen if you don't yeah. plan it that's the whole point yeah absolutely you know getting to that place takes takes time mm. and self-trust i think is a huge thing okay so i want to talk to to bring it very definitely to sex yeah. <laughs> um uh this this bit about trusting your body i will tell a little story and then probably you have stories too, I imagine. So one of the things that I was doing when I was really quite disconnected from my body, but I had done a lot of mindset work, <laughs> like a lot of head work, and I was getting pretty proficient at it and it helps and out there helping other people. But, um, you know, for me, freedom was being able to do whatever the hell I wanted, you know. And so I was and I and and I don't think everybody goes into sort of polyamory in with that sort of because I just want to do what the hell I want and I don't want the responsibility you know of the kind of kind of more intimate relationships or, or whatever but for me certainly that was like I get to just be doing whatever I want to do and that was real freedom for a while um although I would term what I did more polyfuckery than polyamory now <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was about love necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was then at a training and we were learning the kind of head, heart, gut process. And I've since added both womb and pussy to that, you know, when I'm working with clients, because I just think there's so much information. But I was being trained by men and they did head, heart and gut. So we did head, heart and gut. And, um, you know, my head was kind of a jumble when I asked it about going into kind of sexual relationships particularly with one couple that I had been sort of do, doing stuff with and it, my head was a jumble it was like mm, I, you know I don't know essentially it was where I was at with it my heart really knew some stuff about how what what really loving myself would look like you know and that I had also done this from a place of love because I wanted to be a giving you know generous open-hearted person and then when I went to my gut it was like Bleh. <laughs> you know like oh stop like you have to stop you are making me sick you know <laughs> my gut was just saying like you this you don't even enjoy that stop you know, um, with, with one particular color. So, um, you know, like, that's what I mean about busting open process, because I think we, you know, a lot of books I've read, a lot of kind of um, some coaches that I follow and stuff, they put a lot out there, but it's not real life. What did, when did you use this tool? How did it serve you? What, you know, <laughs> what did, yeah what was your process what was hard what happened all of that stuff and um and for me I think what I found surprising about that was that I had put myself in that situation um 
in in a pretty self-sacrificing way and I was interested about like the you know taking personal responsibility for my own choices but also how society could have created such a woman <laughs> who would be so misaligned with what she really felt about something that she would put herself in essentially you know a pretty vulnerable situation with some other people and do things that I maybe wasn't that happy about doing yeah. and for me those tools that we have on board allow you know that's like higher self stuff to me that's like I get to be the kindest to myself the most loving to myself and it's a push to other people to do that for themselves too not to expect anybody outside of them to to provide that grounding that safety that self-trust self-love self-worth um so yes <laughs> what do you think <laughs> what I think one of the bravest things that we can do as women and one of the most courageous things for any human being is to love fully, mm. like with a full open heart. And I think at the, at the foundation of as human beings, we want that connection and we want that closeness. We want that intimacy. We want that passion. We want that, that wanting, that desire, that, you know, all the fire associated with obviously feeling in a sexual way we want to experience all the things that come with that and i might this is obviously my beliefs everyone's got entitled to their own beliefs but my beliefs is that the when the foundation is one of love and security and stability we hold space for all the other things so mm -hmm. and i think when i mean in terms of people's experiences when it comes to, like I said, making empowered choices, when it comes to having different sexual partners, for example, if the foundation is one of love mm. and it comes from a place of, I feel safe, I feel good, I feel loved, and this is giving to my human, then that is an empowered decision and an empowered choice. Mm. Whereas if we are doing certain things and taking certain actions to try and feel a certain way we're going outside of ourselves to try and feel a certain way or experience something when the foundation isn't actually one of love mm. so yeah. like in, in, for me is in my own experience I was raised in a Christian household so I was raised with the belief of you know sexual intercourse is with the person that you marry mm -hmm. You know, it's not the dumb thing to have lots of sexual partners or, you know, that that was how I was raised. So up until the age of probably like early teens, I was at Christian school. Obviously, it was Bible every time we went to like we got assembly and all that kind of stuff. So from a very young age, it was part of my experience and being that that is the way that life is. And I can remember going like into teenage years and obviously so much opens up in that time of like people being promiscuous, it would be sort of labeled mm -hmm. exploring different things. And it used to make me feel really uncomfortable during those years because it would feel like, for example, sex or having fun in sex or it being all like this, like you said, polyfuckery kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. That was, it was, it was like classed as sinful and it wasn't something that felt aligned with who I was then. Mm -hmm. 
was something that I never desired or wanted, you know, because it just didn't align with me and who I was. I, I, I didn't wait till I got married to have sex. You know, I was 16 when I was with my first boyfriend at the time. And I think we'd been together about five months. And even then, when it came to our relationship broke down and then I met my long-term 13-year relationship. So he was like right. the second person that I was in a relationship mm-hmm. with. But I remember even in the very beginning as like a young woman feeling very uncomfortable like relaxing and enjoying sex mm-hmm. like you know like you've got your whole just whole sexy sex but then it being quite adventurous and playful and wild and and it was like felt like something out of a porn movie which for me I was like I'm, I'm not I don't associate me with anything to do with like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it made sex a real issue between us in the beginning because there were certain things I was happy to do and then there were certain things that just felt complete. And this is in a, in a relationship, you know. Yeah. It yeah. made me feel like real uncomfortable because I felt I was being someone who I wasn't. Mm. I didn't allow myself to explore anything anything outside of my safety zone or what other people classed as good girl. Like, mm. this is how we do things and this is how it, it remains kind of thing. So when I came out of my like, marital relationship and I left the relationship, I was literally a woman on a mission where I was, I'm going to be single forever and I hate men. (laughs) I hate men. I don't want a man. And my, I think my mindset towards myself has been one of my, I see my body as my temple and that's Mm. been healing itself, especially after having children. And there's been so many changes physically, the stretch marks, everything changing. And they say how we do one thing is how we do most things. And mm. relationships, in fact, I, and it is so true across the board in terms of how I run my business now, how I lead my life, how I'm in my relationships with everything that I do, is that I'm not in this for a full quick fix. For me, things have to mean, they have to have some, like mean something. There has to be depth. Like my soul and my heart desire like that next level. Like, you know, like you've got a slow roasted, um, like, Thing that you put in the oven for like eight hours and it's been in there for such a long time on a slow heat that it tastes like oh my gosh that tastes incredible I'm like that is what my soul and my heart like really wants it wants that depth so anything that's surface level to me mm. has never floated my boat mm. you know mm. I want this depth and the experience and I'm not willing to compromise this piece here as the foundation to experience this I want all of it and I'm a woman who defies it all and therefore if I'm going to have it all I will have it all and I'm going to create it in a way that aligns with my desires and what I want mm. so this can this can take time and as, as humans we don't want things to take time we want it to be now well I want to experience it now but like you said sometimes that can go against our core desire and are what we really truly want on a deep level. So we want to satisfy this itch now because mm-hmm. well, I've it and I felt it and did it and I'm like, but you can have all of this. And I know like you now are in, you're in a relationship now where you have this and you likely also have this. And this, when you're in the right relationship, that experience, it expands and it expands and it gets deeper and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better. And, gets better and I'm like, what? I'm like, for me, that feels like yes that's like a holy yes I want that 
that doesn't happen like this. No. You know? Mm -hmm. So in terms of like sexual experiences for me, I've never been willing to compromise my my, my heart and my soul's desire. Mm -hmm. She wants to be like appreciated, loved, adored, like respected, valued, loved. That's the foundation. And when that's the foundation, we can have all of this like excitement, passion, intimacy, like yeah. being frenzy and energy, like wanting each other, like really passionate. We can have all of that when my ultimate needs are met. Mm. Mm. With, that, with that in mind, when I was sort of, I was single for four years. So after I had the kids, after I left the kids' dad, and the kids were eight, six, and four at the time. Right. And I went on my single woman mission of men, I hate men, love and relationships, a load of shit. I'm not mm -hmm. down with that. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. I would go on a few dates now and then. I think I managed four dates in like four years, like go me. But I was, I was very much so closed off to love. And mm -hmm. that was my foundation. Anything, anything less than that was just, I'm not even interested because my thing was, I haven't got time for that. Mm -hmm. A lot of excuses as to why I wouldn't be open to any anything just superficial because that's not what my heart and soul really wants. And so I remember when I met my now partner and we've been together for about three and a half years now. He said to me, He's like, Why are you single? He's like, Are people not like knocking knocking down your door? Why would you be single for such a long time? Yeah. And I'm like, because I'm not here for the quick swipe. Mm. The one night stand. I'm not here for just just this. I'm not here for that. My soul doesn't want that. And he was the first person really that I opened up to in terms of my barrier used to be, well, I'm I'm busy building my business back mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. to keep my heart safe. Yeah, so my heart was closed off to other people. It meant that I never got people that would, would sort of. Want, do you fancy going on a date and did it? And I'm like, if you're not willing to get to know me or we speak or go through this process, then I'm not even interested. I, ain't got time for I want someone who's invested mm. in, and in my heart and in my soul and sees me for who I am. And once that is met, I'm like, come on into my world, you know? Yeah. Time yeah. of your life, you know, let's go. But it's going to take a certain level of that. And that's always been sort of my values and the standard and the way that I've done things. And I do that in my business. I do it across the board. And it takes time and it takes work and it takes, it's not a quick fix. And I think when a woman is seeking certain feelings or validation or anything outside of herself to feel a certain way, yes, it might feel that way for a little bit. Yeah. It, it quickly, it's gone again. And it's like, and then you're seeking the next fix like the next fix, the next fix. And this is the thing, When, like I said, when the foundation is one of self-love, for example, if a woman chooses that she feels empowered having multiple partners or mm. doing what she wants to do sexually, then for me, I'm like, well, if the foundations are there and your needs are met and you feel good in that experience, then it's completely your decision. You know, there's no judgment call on any of it. It's what aligns with you and your heart and soul. Mm. And for me, I would maybe, like, especially when I was younger, be classed as, oh, well, you're this and you're frigid and you're not into this. And, you know, she's, it's really difficult to form that connection. I'm like, yeah, it is. Mm. That's me and who I am. And if you're not willing to meet me where I am, then fine. That's, that's yeah. So in my experience, like when I was single for that four years, 
I did meet somebody and we had sort of a brief relationship in that time. Mm-hmm. That about three months. And it was hardly, I could hardly call it a relationship. He lived down in London and I, I lived up in Nottinghamshire, you know. Um, and we did, we did sleep together during that time. And I think we both thought it would go further than it did. Mm. But that, that relationship, even though it was a short three month sort of thing, it was, again, it was quite superficial in a, we got to know each other, but we didn't really get to know each other. And we liked each other, but what we wanted in our future was different. Because mm. our values didn't align in the future, it was like, well, we really like each other, but on a long term, unfortunately, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Which was a shame, but obviously that was meant to happen because, you know, six months later, I then met my now soulmate. And yeah. that's, that's how the world works. But I think when it comes to... For a woman sexually, and obviously I help women with when it comes to them embracing their sexuality and their sensuality, we often feel that that in itself is for other people. Mm. We dress sexy for other people, or when we're sexual, it's with another person, or it's with other people, or that it's like we can only experience that with others, and it's like no, the foundation. Yeah creating that experience for yourself because you are worthy of that experience and that feeling and I love to help women to really embody that for themselves and then choose who they desire to share that with mm. so they're not seeking it it's like it is here the fire is lit and it feels really good like in this relationship with me because it's the most mm. And for those that align with that and that I feel like I want to share this with, I share this with that person and it becomes even more. So it's like the better it gets, the better it gets. The famous like Abraham Hicks quote. And for me, that is it. When the foundations are right, then everything else becomes like more and better and even more and even more. And I'm like that with all of the things in my life, including like sex and sexuality. I don't mm. have to go and sleep with lots of people it's just it's not it doesn't vibe with me you know it doesn't feel good in my body mm. it's like for me what makes me feel lit up and like oh yes it's like a holy yes for me is like me and my partner is you know the experiences that we have is something that many people wouldn't associate with us because of like who we are on the front end it might look a certain way to certain people but I'm like we could actually behave the way that we behave on like every single day and out yeah. there because we'd probably get arrested do you know what I mean but yeah. that's that's the whole thing it's like what is it that you actually want and realize that anything that you want and how you want to feel you create that energy you have the power to generate those feelings and that energy for yourself and I think the better it gets the better it gets like you know the really beautiful thing about that for me is that when you create that within yourself you take it to every aspect of life Whereas if you get the sense or are actually sourcing that from another person or from a situation or from a particular set of, you know, having to have things a certain way, then as soon as that gets stripped away, which inevitably, you know, it probably will, (laughs) then, you know, you're left cut adrift from something. And that's, I mean, you mentioned kind of becoming like the creator, the creatrix in your life. And that for me is what that is what you know the power of that is that you know then you take your empowerment into your parenting and it just fundamentally changes how you parent you know you you can't 
see through that old lens before because you have a new one and um it impacts everything from from the level of you that's why i love doing this work in myself and have like got so much from it and and with other women okay so what else did we we talked about how do you change your beliefs (laughs) that's one thing that we came to didn't we in our pre-chat we were like right you know what you believe about yourself what you believe about the world impacts how you operate out there in the world you know how you come to things um yeah how are you working with that change your beliefs i do in every single program that i do about everything this is literally any because i over the last couple of years i started out with my confident sexy empowered program because for me that was the foundation that changed my life when it comes to confidence belief in in myself like my sexuality sensuality embodying all that experience and you know so for me that was my foundational work and then things opened up from that where my community and my clients were like oh my god you always talk about law of attraction and so I was like oh I'll do a program on law of attraction then and and then I started to do business programs and every single program without fail session one let's look at beliefs because Mm. it shapes everything and like my beliefs way back when, before I started, you know, my journey with personal development was, well, this is truth. And I never challenged it because that's all I knew. And it was only when it was right. Well, I actually get to choose my beliefs. And I recognized that I had certain beliefs that aligned, like I said, that yes, felt good that, and they were good. And then I had certain beliefs that didn't feel good, that weren't serving me. Like mm. I'm not person is not serving me you know and so to change beliefs you know when I do belief work with clients I think when you first step into personal development it's very much create a set of affirmations and then write the affirmations down and say the affirmations and my like I am a confident person and like that little voice inside people like what a load of shit like bullshit bullshit bullshit. so you've constantly got this bullshit being thrown at you of that's not going to wash because the subconscious is going to tell you each time that sorry no we haven't got that programmed in the psyche you know we know you as this person and we are the holy of a holiness you know deep down in here so when it came to like for me changing those beliefs and when i'm working with clients it's very much okay write down all the beliefs that you currently have that you that don't serve you and some people have a long long list and then other people it's a few and I'm like, right, write these things out of what you currently believe about yourself. Like, I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve it, I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm this, I'm that, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it might be, I'm like, just bring it, it's all good, it's all good. Awareness is key. Because once you're aware of what you actually think about yourself, mm. that's when you have the power to change it. Unless you are aware of your current beliefs about yourself, you'll always hold on to them because they're just in there. It's actually sitting down and drawing them out. And they can be pretty ugly. You know, they can they can be awful sometimes. But it's like, unless you're willing to do this work and bring it to the table. And this is why in my programs, I like to either run things live or I run my membership. Because I'm like, bring this, let's bring it. Let's have these conversations. Because mm-hmm. you're telling me exactly how you feel in that vulnerable state of, well, I feel like this. I'm like, that's amazing. And we're like, why is that amazing? I'm like, because now we're aware of it. And when we're aware of it, we can change it. Because most women don't want to admit that they feel insecure or they don't feel confident or they feel ugly. They feel old. They feel this. They feel that. It's like, bring this. This is a safe space to bring all of your 
misaligned beliefs to the table. And then I get clients to not just let's reframe it. It's what experience led to you believing this in the first place? You know, what comes up for you? Ask yourself, you know, you will answer. The great thing about asking good questions is you, you will always answer it and you'll get different answers each time you ask, depending on where you are. So it would be what experiences can you connect with not feeling confident or feeling this or feeling that? And most people have got a story attached to a belief that is cementing it or holding on to it energetically. Well, this is true because I have evidence and the evidence is there. So you can't take that one away because I've got evidence. I'm like, yeah, but that happened way back when. Well, that mm-hmm. happened last week. You know, that happened two years ago. That happened 10 years ago. That was when you were a kid. So when we, it's not like going like into therapy and going to all this stuff, you know, and like with my one-to-one clients, especially we sort of go through different stories that may be attached to certain beliefs that are on a deeper level that may have shame attached, that may have misaligned energy attached. And, you know, some women can pull out all sorts of stories, which is amazing because I'm like, it's, it's a freeing experience for the body to finally... Mm. release that misaligned energy that for so long as it's been holding on to for safety well this is what I know because of that experience so if I hold on to this it's going to keep me safe in the future because I'll not make that mistake again because if I'm too much out there I'm too this this is going to happen I'm like no that was then you're a different now different person now now we're going to choose but once they understand where that energetic attachment is we either rewrite the story or we just go, oh, I don't want to keep that anymore. It's, yeah, it is done. Do it and, and it is done. Yeah, do you, to, do you want to hold on to that anymore? Well, no, not really. Right, okay. But mm. the brain, it makes sense because the brain loves to make sense. And like you yep. go into them, I'm not confident, it's confident, it doesn't make sense because it's like, oh, I know this. That's just a load of shit. Whereas when you've got that limiting belief, and there's something attached to it and it makes sense the brain goes it makes sense as to why i think and feel that way so now that makes sense okay now i actually get to choose mm. i'm going to choose i'm going to choose this belief and it doesn't have to be one to go right well, i am not confident to i am confident because that doesn't align it's like what's the next thing so i am taking steps to become more confident it's like, mm. That feels good to me. Again, it's in the feeling in the body. If it's like a, oh, no, that's not me. I couldn't go from, I'm not confident. <laughs> confident woman. Like a confident, sexy, empowered woman, man. You know what I mean? Like That was yeah, a big, that was, like, oh, that's terrifying. Whereas in the beginning, it's, I'm willing to take the steps to become. Mm, mm. I'm willing to align my action. And, and then it would be, so for me to be confident or to feel confident, it would be then taking action that aligned with that, that belief. And once yeah. the even though it's like scary, every time I would do something that was outside of my comfort zone, and I was I was like, I did it, and this happened, and I would build trust, I would build confidence. Whereas, so like now, I can stand there and say, I am a confident, sexy, empowered woman. And one of the things that is interesting about who I am today is way back when, when I started my journey with personal development, I would have triggered the fuck out of myself, like the version of me who I am now. I wouldn't have liked the version of me who I am now because I would have made me back then intimidated. I would have felt intimidated. I would think she's too much or she needs to do this because me and my little, well, I can't do that. Mm. I would be projecting like 
not external judgment because I would never do that to any woman, you know, but my internal judgments would be there going, well, it's all right for her because, and it's all right for this person because they've got this and it's, and, and then why is she doing and why is she behaving? And all that would come up for me way back then. Mm. And when we have that as women and we are placing judgment on another woman that, that comes up, we're never going to take the action that's going to lead us to ultimately the thing that we want. And it's like, when you feel, I don't like to use the word triggered, but when you feel that energetic, you know, that comes up, mm. rather than me turning away from that, I've always looked at it because I'm like, yeah. there's some work for me to do there. There's some work for me to do there. And I used mm -hmm. to be that always avoided uncomfortable situations, emotions and feelings and because I didn't know how to deal with them. Mm. Whereas the more I started to look at things and actually consider things that made me feel uncomfortable, I would learn more about myself and I would clean up any misaligned energy that obviously I was holding on to because the body's like, this has to go, like this has to go. Mm. And so helping women go through that process, and this is the thing with doing this work, is it's not a quick fix, which is what we're sold on all the time is do this and this will be fixed forever. I'm like, that's bullshit. It's like this is yeah. a journey. Yeah. You never arrive at the final destination because like that's that's death door, mate. You know, so it's like we we keep doing the things. Mm. The more opens up and the more opens up and the more opens up. And this is like the the evolution and the journey that is life. We don't know. And that in itself is both scary and also it can be exciting. So it's like, I don't know this we can have a vision and I feel that when you are open to like the bigger thing mm. is you kind of know but you don't know how you're going to get there and that's part of the process because even more opens up along the way when you're open to sort of your desires it becomes something of excitement so it's good to have like a vision of what it is that you want what gets you excited what gets you in the vibes follow the breadcrumbs that are mm. for you but belief work foundationally is, you know, the piece that if there's any misaligned or limiting beliefs that are there, don't turn away from those and just think that's who you are. It's like you get to decide who you are. And if you're willing to do the work, become aware of it and and it starts to make sense. And sometimes you can't always do that on your own. You can do a lot by yourself. You know, you can do a lot with yeah. you, you can do a lot with certain conversations. But that is why I love to do the work that I do, you know whatever capacity that may look like mm. in my world is because not everyone gets it. No. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, especially in the UK, you know, not everyone gets it. And it's like we said right at the beginning, it's being in the right communities and having those connections where you can open up and say, I feel like a failure. You can open up and say, I'm trying. It's like, for example, if, if women step into building a business, it's not necessarily the actions you've got to take in the business that are the difficult thing. It's the beliefs that you've got in here that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. and when everyone mm -hmm. is saying, just get a job. <laughs> It'd be fine, yeah, no. get a job. And it's like, no, 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 but, but that's not what my soul wants. Yeah, yeah. And I know you don't understand, but that is just, you know, so it's reminding. I think one of the beautiful things when you start to realise the power that beliefs have over how you express yourself in the world which is kind of the the be do have model isn't it because most people think that if they have something get something outside of themselves then they'll be able to feel a certain way as in they'll be able to be and what one of the i can't even remember who <clears throat> 
created that model or kind of shone a spotlight on it of like actually it's all about how and who you be which leads to what you'll do which leads to what you'll have <laughs> in the end so i really love coming back to that sometimes and and actually having a set of foundational understandings for me uh pulls me back out of my bullshit sometimes you know so i'll be like all up in it going there because i'm really good at that and then <laughs> and then i get pulled back into you know like if i want something different i have to do something different or just you know they can sound like glib little phrases frankly and i think a lot of british people put that wall up like that's too american you know it's that whole personal development thing or they kind of bunch it under like mlm or you know they're just kind of it's like all no all closed you know whereas opening up to that and really living through some of those things bringing them through your system and seeing what difference they make you know means that actually I, I pull them back in when I lose them. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this now. You know, I'm yeah. um, coming back to it. Yeah. And I had something else to say, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it'll come back. It's like the, the podcast, or it'll like. It'll, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So beautiful. And so people can work with you, and they can work with you in a variety of different ways. Yes. Um. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Yeah. So when I, I set up my coaching business, it was I actually went once started my sort of journey probably three or four years ago. And you know, going from the network marketing aspect where I was under the umbrella of a company and everything's kind of done for you and it's just about things, going into your own and I'm like, me, me, just me. Do you know what I mean? Doing the things. It took me some time to get my head around what I was even doing, but I a couple of years ago now started um, a community group on Facebook. So I, I love social media. I love to build relationships through social media. I love women to be in my world on social media because I'm just like, it's a vibe. It's how we met. And I love to have my newsfeed just filled with women like doing the things, mm -hmm. you know, making mm -hmm. sure. Um, so I have a Facebook community called the Fully Aligned and Empowered Woman. That's my brand. And that's just a free group. And my thing in that group is there's no structure because I'm a manny gen like if you're into human design yeah, like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Be a little bit all over the place change my mind do the things has to light my soul up so in my free community it's just full of videos resources masterclasses free stuff I go live in there every week um I do guest interviews in there every week there's going to be one in there a few in a few weeks now um just for women to meet like-minded women or learn more about themselves um in an in a community environment you know if you've got anything you want to say and share you can share it in there um, but that's free for me i have to have something where people can get value where they don't have to pay me so that's my value space is in there i kind of use my group as an example of you know if people see my social media front end either my instagram and my facebook that's kind of my front of house you know like when you're walking down the street and you see a house and you think oh look at that house that's an interesting house and then someone opens the door and goes Come in if you want. Come in and yeah. come around, have a cup of tea. So, like my my community group on Facebook is get yourself in. Let's have a cup of tea and a chat. That's you know typical <laughs> UK vibe. Let's have a tea because it makes life all the better. So that's, that's what that group is all about. It, it's mm -hmm. like very relaxed, laid back, and like come in. What I will say is, some women land on my social media and automatically just like, oh my gosh, like all 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 the pictures are of your bum and high heels and all the things. I'm like. <laughs> that, either, that will either do one of two things 
you'll either be like, yes, and feel empowered and like, look at a go. Or you'll be like, oh my gosh, and feel triggered as fuck. So I'm like, whichever camp you sit in, come on in and get to know me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from reading the things that I put on there, it's not just a picture of look at me. It's a, it's, it's embodying the, the feelings. And I'm like, I want you to feel this way because I used to feel the way you used to feel and I'm now here and this is what I want. Mm -hmm. um, working with me wise, I offer three different sort of ways that women can work with me. Must be three, four, four different ways. Um, I have my um, life coaching membership, which is just a monthly subscription that women can be part of, which is me mentoring you over six months. Um, mm -hmm. To help you shift through any limiting beliefs, just change the way that you think and feel about you, taking action that aligns with what you really want. And in my membership, there's access to my foundational programs, which is Confident, Sexy, Empowered, Ask a Line Attract, which is Law of Attraction, and one called Goddess Goals as well. Because when I went into obviously my network marketing business and I learned the masculine way of setting goals, the whole smart thing, I was like, oh my God, it literally was like pulling teeth. And it just didn't align with me at all. And the more I learned about me as a woman and my body, sacral, feminine energy, I found a way to achieve my goals and it feel good. Mm. I'm like, this is a vibe because I've been banging my head against the brick wall and doing the things like for such a long time. And then and then this is a whole vibe. So mm. goals is about how to lead yourself through self-sabotage. And actually it's about not setting goals. It's yeah. about the power of having goals, but actually not setting them and, and, and figuring out how things, how to achieve things in a way that feels good to you and how to lead yourself when the self-sabotage comes up. Not if, <laughs> it's like when it happens because it will 100% happen. And for me, what used to happen is I would get so far, the self-sabotage would hit and I would cycle back and I would keep cycling and cycling and I would do my head in. I'd be like, oh, myself, yeah. No, I'd be like, get to here. like, what the fuck? Like, this always happens. Like, why? And and it was this piece here in the middle of how to lead through the self-sabotage, which is the game changer in it. Because this is when the subconscious light surfaces up. This is when all the old beliefs come up. This is when you're tested. Mm. Like you said, Oh, this makes sense. I'm going to write in my journal. It's like when the rubber meets the road and you, you're feeling it and you're in that discomfort and everything inside of you wants to send you back here to what you know, let's mm. hold on here. And it's leading through that piece to then go like, oh my God, I made it happen and doing the things. Yeah. Yeah. So that program is part of that. And my programs can be bought individually, like <laughs> green style anyway. But as the membership, that's what I love because I'm on the process with you. Yeah. You, you can go in and learn if you want, but if you want to be part of the mentorship, then that, that's one aspect of it. And then also have live programs that I run, depending on how my sacral's feeling. And I'm like, yeah. I have this program now and this program. So I do free masterclasses and programs. And then mm -hmm. I have a mastermind and I offer one-to-one -one coaching for women. So my mastermind is more for women who are in business. Yeah. In the business alongside leading your life. You know, we're both, we bring both together. Mm -hmm. In a business alongside all the life stuff is like next level of like yeah. oh my god like so it's helping women with like things like visibility with content with mm -hmm. just how to build your business what to even do how to like attract clients i'm very much on attraction marketing and you know collaboration and all that kind of stuff so i have like programs to do with that and the mastermind is all to do with business as well as life and then obviously my one-to-one -one coaching is for women where they want they want to go more intimately through 
mm-hmm. that life coaching process or whether it's life and business. And yeah. that is really going deep with women to, and I know because of how I am, I'm not like, I love the life, like I love like party vibes and all the things if I feel safe. Yeah. And those people that if I am in a room full of people, I am the quiet one observing from the sidelines. I like to watch people get a feel. I'm not in there. Like, I'm not like, oh, like this. I am at certain aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But I know how women feel when they don't necessarily want to open up in a group environment and they just want to have that intimate one-to-one. They feel yeah. safer in that experience. And so, like, my one-to-ones for women that want to go deep on that, where maybe there's things they wouldn't want to share in a group environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I have women that come to me and they're like, are you sure you're ready for this? I'm like, listen, bring it. Because I think, and especially as a coach and mentor, it's like one of the most powerful things we can offer women, and I know you'll be the same, is having that space where there's no judgment and nothing will shock me. Mm. Nothing will shock me. It's like, bring it. And there'll be literally no reaction from me because this isn't, I'm not going to judge anything you have to say and share. It's like, this is an opportunity for you to actually just let this out. And then this process of transformation happened in that environment because the shame that's been held onto for years. And the guilt is freed in that moment. And there will be tears. You know, there will be. I've had clients turn up to calls having a full, like, literally, like, we get on the call and they're having a full meltdown. And I'm like, yeah. all right, like, just, I don't know if I can this do this. what we're here for. Yeah. yeah, this doesn't, it doesn't exist everywhere in the world. And this is what we literally turn up to, you know, allow, normalise, kind of, um, you know, I mean, obviously people want to move to a place where they're not, freaking out their nervous system is not freaking out at all times but one of the things that you can do to deeply support yourself through that is to turn up with somebody like us who has done that continues to push themselves into situations that would previously have caused us to do that and have learned the tools and have learned how you know and also we're 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 utilizing something that's just a natural human um function which is like you know if you sit opposite somebody who is regulated in their nervous system then you benefit from that regulation that's just you know that's just a given <laughs> that's not even something we could block if we wanted to you know it couldn't just be a paid service <laughs> this is the gift my children have given me i'm like come to me with any emotion right come to yeah. me with any meltdown tantrum you name it i'm like my middle daughter especially lucy who is an emotional authority manager, and I'm like, that girl has set me up for life with the amount of tantrums I've dealt with, tears. I'm like, bring it, because there'll be no shame, no judgment, no anything. It's like you have to have that space to be able to just have this process, you know? And that in itself is life-changing, because as women, really, we're very, you know, because that's... Well, you just learn that it's not safe to do that or that um, you're not going to be held or we learned that so young that it doesn't even feel like something you learn. It just feels like something that is, you know, but it's not the truth. And I think more women like us going out there and modelling the process um, and, uh, yeah, normalising, <laughs> normalising, you know, putting in some work to get to a different place. Yeah, because it does work, you know, I'm I'm all for, and like one of the things that I do talk about is, you know, archetype wise, I used to class myself as sloth, lazy, 
you know right. I'm the most laid-back person you'll probably ever meet and that identity of mine I didn't want to let go of that you know mm. like my very like my I find clients that have like for example anxiety or like nervousness or anything even in my presence they just like they're like this this energy of just groundedness and calm it's like they can come into yeah. my experience and be shaking and by the time they leave they just feel like settled Mm. And I'm like, it makes my soul so happy when to like witness that and be part of that because of like the root that I have and that 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 foundation that I have. But like for me, when I sort of, especially in business, when I stepped into business and it was like, you've got to go hustle and you've got to do the thing, you've got to take the action. And I was like, that doesn't align with my sloth archetype. Mm. You know I mean? Because I didn't want to become someone. And this is the thing, like I said, when we were having that judgment, I don't want to become someone I'm not. I don't no. want to, like if you're looking at certain people and they're on the front end they're getting loads of things done and behind the scenes everything's a complete shit show and you're just a bit like that's not what I want and it's like no. that's okay it's not about completely changing who you are it's like you can have many archetypes that you can enjoy this is the whole beauty of it mm -hmm. so really very much the goddess vibes is like the lean back the laid back the just chilled out and resting and all the beauty stuff but then there's all the archetypes that complement the goddess, which is getting shit done, taking mm -hmm. doing mm. leadership. It is like when it comes to the emotions, like the emotions that come up with the nervous system and when things are hard, it's like having that leader. So for me, it's like the warrior, the queen, the alchemist. It's like magician. Yes, knowing that you can you can lean into these as and when it doesn't mean it's who you are all of the time because we can't yeah. maintain it all of the time. It's knowing as and when to bring each one out and which one serves. And for a long time of my life, I was in like sloth vibe because I yeah. didn't either want to be this person because I thought if I lean into this, that's going to be who I am and I don't want to be that. And actually, that's just a piece of forever. Yeah, absolutely. And you can lean in at certain times of the month or, you know, when you're kind of tuning into that kind of thing. Um, on the sexual aspect as well, it's like you can have that, yeah. that soul connected sex. And then you can have totally crazy, frantic, like a completely different experience, but you're the same person. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all a part of you. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything yeah. about who you are. So, was... yeah, building up a, a complex picture of who you are. That's somebody said that recently, yeah. and I was like, oh, I love that so much. You know, because yeah. um, then other people in your life will occasionally try to sort of reduce you back to like their version of you, and when you've got it inside of you and you know that you're this and that you know yes, all it's not, that's, that, that there what you just said is so powerful it's not this or that it's this and and yes and yes mm, okay so thank you so much i am going to come into your group uh yeah. on the 15th i think which yes, is week. really cool because it's um the day yeah. before i'm running a free like my first ever free webinar, could it be? I think it is. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited. And, um, you know, like full disclosure, I'm literally just at that point where I'm slotting in that piece that is holding myself through the discomfort of yeah. not slipping back right to the beginning again. You know, it feels like the beginning. It's not really the beginning because it's always spirals of learning new stuff. But um you know, holding myself through the discomfort of stuff and like huge growth. I can just feel huge growth in me at the moment of just 
loads of stuff coming to fruition that have been years in the making yeah. you know knowing that that was always going to be the case I did have that kind of magical idea that you know things are gonna change and shift and move of course I've done so much work on it <laughs> you know um but yeah that that's that's normal totally natural not always easy but very exciting oh no not always easy and sometimes it's like what am I even doing like just oh. what I'm doing and that's the whole thing you don't always know what you're doing it doesn't always make sense but over time like in hindsight I was like oh my god that made so much sense and I'm so glad mm. I did so mm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm still calling in single mums because for a while I had a um you know an idea like well single mums don't even want what I have to offer you know they're, they're, they're you know some some sort of fairly toxic ideas about like what people really want came up and I was like well maybe they do and maybe they don't and maybe there's like three women in the UK for whom the stuff I've learned and can impart to them and help them move through will make such a big difference that their their lives will change, their kids' lives will change, their exes' lives will change, you know, and that's friggin' worth doing as far as oh, I there's far more than three. There's far more than three. And unless conversations are had or unless that calling is followed, no changes will ever happen. And this is the thing, like, and I'll, I'll drop this piece in, is, like, when when you're first starting anything, like when I first started either my network marketing business, when I started my Facebook community, when I started my programs, when I started anything, it's, like, I know, especially in business, it's very much, well, I'm doing this to build a business and, obviously, to, to generate income and there's all that side of it and there's the whole money aspect to go into. But it's, like, when you show up in terms of this is who I am and this is what I do, yeah, this is not circumstantial to you showing up and you giving me any praise or celebration. This is who I am and this is what I do. And it's mm -hmm. like when you are willing to continue with that, and this has happened for me in everything, like first starting my network marketing business, for example, way back when, like chicken nugget, oh my gosh, what am I even doing? It's like people were just saying to me, well, it's not going to do this. And what about this? And what about this? After, And this is why my membership and my mentorship runs for six months because mm -hmm. in my world, it's like, that six months of I am showing up, I am showing up, I am showing up, I am showing up for myself, I'm showing up and doing the things. After six months, all of a sudden, people are turning heads and going, oh, like, mm. she's still doing that thing. She's still doing this thing. She's still promoting the courses. She's still doing the thing. Like, for me, in terms of, like, my health and weight, health and fitness, weight loss, whatever you want to call it, like, when we start anything – you can't do it for a few weeks and go, well, I haven't seen any results yet. It's like, no, 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 no. This is who I am and this is what I do. This is the aligned action in alignment with my vision and I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I'm doing it. And that starts to build the traction over time. And then the results are just there like that. But like no one else, don't ever wait or expect, and this is to anyone listening, don't expect anyone else to believe in you. Don't don't wait for it. Don't wait for it. If nope. you're out building a business especially, don't be putting content out there and don't be trying to build a community and everything. And Well, no one's watching and no one's listening and no one's this and no one's that. It's like, so? You nope. keep doing the things, you keep doing the things, you keep doing things. And over time, things will happen. They just will. I had a client that's working with me and she'd gone through the whole masculine hustle route and was exhausted. Yeah. And 
she'd done like 10k months and just thought she was going to die during the process because she was so overworked and just said this is not what I signed up for mm. left that process went down to nothing again and like came to me like that yeah, I just <laughs> So I started doing things that aligned with her. And in the beginning, again, she was like, there's only like two people on my lives and there's only this and that. And I was like, that's so. Mm-hmm. You know, this, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? What is your mission? What's Why? Yeah. And like literally less than 12 months later, she's busting through like ten, fifteen thousand dollar months. I think she lives she lives in France, so she does Euros and but <laughs> she's like amazing. And she's doing the same thing she did last year. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's like I said, it's when the gremlins come up of, yeah, but no one's buying, no one's watching, no one's this. Yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. Mm-hmm. This is who I am, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm here for. And over time, all of a sudden, everyone's then celebrating, cheering. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's like, I'm not here for that either. No. I'm not here for the judgment. I'm not here for the celebration. I'm here for this. Yeah. If you want to be yeah. here, amazing. And if you don't, amazing. All the vibes. That's and that is really powerful. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Do you make sure you send me information about all the things and then next week yeah. we'll be talking about it inside of the group 100%. Yes, yes, we'll do. Fabulous. And um, and I will. I've, have I got your links to put on the podcast episode? Probably, I think I do. Probably not, but I can send them. <laughs> I can send them over. Yeah. yeah send me a chunk and i'll put it on the podcast episode okay, okay. thank you to everybody who's dipped in and out watching i think and thank you so much louise that's been amazing have a chat thank you for having me thank you for having me today it's been amazing and it would be lovely see you soon thank you see ya bye, bye.